0: This is The After Party, live with Jim McAllister and John Daly. Good afternoon, Kim.
1: Good afternoon and happy Thanksgiving. Happy I'm Thanksgiving. I'm
0: It was nice to uh, see Dr. Uh, Peter Chin Hong on uh, yes, it our was. show. It's
1: always nice to see Dr. Peter Chin Hong, let me You're tell you.
0: Dr. Peter Chin Hottie.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's pretty <laughs> much it. I have to say thank you to Wes who kicks us off on this day before Thanksgiving. Hottie. With a Speaking of a hottie, Wes Theory with a $5 super sticker. who's saying happy Thanksgiving uh, to you and I and to all of you in the chat that make things so fun. I'm so glad uh-huh. you guys have fun with us. That's awesome. And that's what I want is just an extra hour just to kind of unwind and have a good time. So great yeah. hosts
0: that would be like Mark and Kim and Nikki.
1: No, and you, and no. you, stop
0: it. it. J- I like to. I always uh, joke with our former coworkers, that our former distinguished colleagues. There were promos I would run on the station. They would always say that uh, that that KGO had the best tacos.
1: <laughs> tacos, Ta- tacos, yeah. <laughs> tacos, am Like,
0: wait, where where are the tacos? I want oh, a taco. That's
1: pretty funny. I'm all Have
0: boosted. You- did I tell you?
1: Oh, did you do it yesterday?
0: Yeah, I got the COVID XBB super upgrade. I feel like it's like a software update. <laughs> You know kind of how you update your iPhone?
1: Of course. And then you
0: have to reboot. And so how when you go to bed, your shoulders, you know, you wake up and it's kind of sore. And I got the so flu s- on the side.
1: you're still in rebooting mode?
0: Um, well, yeah. It's like the update is in progress. But uh, so you did she asked me did. if I wanted to Yeah, she wanted, yeah. wanted to know. She actually gave me the option. And I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like it's fair to, like, any of my Deltoids to, like, Get the double jab, so I'm like, we'll do we'll do COVID over here, my my left side, so it's not dominant, and then I'll do the flu, because the flu, it makes the flu shot. There's nothing like a COVID shot or something like a tetanus shot to make the flu shot feel like it's nothing.
1: Well, exciting news! Did you hear what Doctor Peter Chen Hong just said? He Uh, said. He said not only did they choose right for COVID, yeah. that the vaccine strain and the COVID vaccine is very similar to what similar, yeah. the strain is going around. So it's right. very effective. But yeah. also they picked the right flu strain, it looks like, this time as well. So that flu shot you just oh, got nice. is going to really likely protect you from whatever's going around yeah, out there.
0: Mindy's asking side effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, this t- In the past, I think the first couple I felt like warm, kind of like cruddy. Kind of like when you feel like you're about to get the like a uh, like a fever, but you never really you never really get hot, just enough to like feel sweaty like when you're sleeping. Right. This time, uh, the only I didn't even feel sore until I don't know six hours later. And uh, it's it's obviously the COVID side that's sore, but it feels like muscle soreness, like you know, if yeah. you raise your arm to this point. Um, yeah, so both arms are a little sore, but this arm is like barely sore. I just feel well, like good. it's better to spread things out,
1: you know. Let's hope it stays that way. Yeah. Hey, did you hear about what happened on the Rainbow Bridge?
0: Yeah. There's like a, a, a was it a, a truck vehicle. that exploded?
1: Yeah. It's a, two people have died in, they say it's a car explosion. The videos oh, okay. taken there show this vehicle accelerated to a high speed and then went mm. airborne and oh. hit a curb and landed in a security checkpoint area. Uh, And then broke apart. And so.
0: Okay. So it wasn't like explosives went off in the vehicle. It's just that. We don't know.
1: They don't know. So they don't know. They don't know if it was on purpose. They have no idea. So they've got extra security at airports. Were they coming in from Canada? On the rail system, everything. I don't know if they were coming out or headed in. Uh, I wouldn't
0: expect it to be a Canadian. You know, they're so polite.
1: (laughs) No, it was a slow moving fireball is what they call it. I thought um, you said it was
0: a high rate of speed. Which is it, Kim?
1: Yeah, it was a high rate of speed. The car was at a high rate of speed, but the fireball was apparently...
0: Wait, it was slower than know. the car?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't go mm, back that's what they're calling it. Uh, they yeah. had drones overhead. The FBI is there investigating. Yeah, Witnesses Canada, say very, very thick smoke and flames after this vehicle explosion. Oh, she said Canada into the United States. Yeah. yeah. Um And the quote the quote is from a witness, "I've never seen anything like this. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> a car just exploded. the witness said as he recorded through a window nearby. Do you think people uh, have
0: added that to their lexicon because they hear it so often. I, I sent y- I sent you and Mark a clip of CNN where they were talking about, um, I think it was a bit, uh, it was the AI guy, the Sam yeah. Altman being fired. Right. And the analyst just, he right in the middle of what he's saying, he's like, we've never seen anything like this before.
1: Never seen Did anything You watch like the Mark this? Thompson
0: show. I know you do.
1: Well, parts of three ports of entry between Canada and the United States, all right in this Niagara Falls area, are shut yeah. down right now yeah. um, because of an investigation that's ongoing. So uh, notable to discuss. But let us move on to uh, the rest of the show because we have some great things to talk about. And I know that we have some good animal stories coming up because you had already mentioned bears. We promise, 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 promise not to talk about bats today. That's one thing we can leave out of the show.
0: Or bat porn?
1: No bats. But let's talk about uh, this Christmas gift. I found this online. And what's interesting is the way I found it is I was looking at what searches most people are looking at the google trends i was gonna in say searches. do we need to go through your search history no no i won't be buying this as a christmas gift but one of the things that is high on the list of searches is this lego kit it's a home alone christmas mansion it's the home alone the mcallister house right same right. spelling and everything no relation oh that's why it's,
0: you're excited it's
1: the mcallister house it nice
0: to see representation uh, it is. It, it feels
1: really nice. No, um, this is they are calling the coolest Lego set on Shop Disney, and it is really, really popular. It is out
0: of three, out of nowhere. Like, why is this? Why is this being issued now?
1: I'd be. It's a very Christmassy thing. It. They've just. But issued is the movie
0: this... being re released or something?
1: No, mm-mm. it's Elf that is twenty years old, and so there's a big celebration over Elf. Mm-hmm. But Home Alone is, you know, it's a Christmas movie. What big are the Christmas capitalists movie. up to?
0: What are they doing? What, what's the plan here? <laughs> is there a movie coming out? There's got to be there's, something, Kim.
1: This thing, you build it, and it has a working lever to push Kevin down the stairs on his sled, or use the zip line from the attic to the treehouse, just yeah. like in the movie. Well, I guess there's, there's much... a lot of
0: parents that are going to have to show their kids this movie now.
1: How much do you think this is?
0: Oh, do they? Tra- they probably charge more for these like uh, special things i have no idea mm-hmm. what legos costs because uh, i don't have kids and i know legos are it. expensive yeah i legos was gonna stand say the test of probably time. it's probably hundreds right it's a hundred hundred
1: it's three hundred dollars jesus two ninety nine
0: Nope. that's an expensive <clears> christmas
1: gift let me no. tell you yeah
0: i was about to say i build my own i'll build my own it's, for 300 bucks i'll make my own legos it's get probably a 3d printer
1: one of those collectibles you know what would happen in my house is the kids would build it, it would be amazing, and then in just days, it would be in pieces, things would be falling off, parts of it would it. be lost, it'd be gone. And it when slowly like, dismantled until I had a shell of this house like, sitting on a counter.
0: Remember when an expensive gift for a kid was like 50 bucks?
1: Mm.
0: You know, no, toys were like. I
1: don't remember that.
0: Or <laughs> like 20 bucks? Nope. Well, before you nope. had kids.
1: Yeah, these are not my days. Maybe when I was little, when you were little, but now. Yeah, but I don't they, understand how parents yeah. afford all this crap. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, especially and when they have
0: multiple kids.
1: People no, feel obligated no, no. to like make these holidays so amazing, and then you buy all the stuff. A ten dollar super sticker from doug helping them the christmas spirit thank you wow. <laughs> doug
0: now we can afford a lego yes like now we lego. can buy
1: a lego we'll thank buy you. one of the we'll bricks we did know doug thank you so much you're so thank kind you, and we're thankful you're part of this whole experience so we really appreciate it all right let's talk about these bears because what do you do when there you are merrily hiking along everything's cool And then it's not cool. And then you see you're being followed by not one bear, but three. A California jogger was on the Sierra Madre trail when a mother bear and her two cubs, just what you don't want to be anywhere near, were spotted. Laura Gold posting this video on uh, Instagram. Here's what she saw on this trail. And it would scare me. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, we can probably talk over it, too. It's uh, 55 seconds. Here we go. Okay. So, oh, the mama bear starts running after her around the corner here. Oh, she's gosh. She's screaming.
1: Is that what you're supposed to do?
0: That's one of the things you can do. You're not supposed to look them in the eye. Probably, okay. I don't understand the people who pull up a camera. It's like you're in... Like you, potentially you could be killed right now,
1: and your first right. thought is like, "Let me whip out the camera." It. Well, maybe she wants evidence in case she doesn't survive what, this, what, so, what, so what, people what, will know what happened.
0: Wait, she have bear insurance? Mm-hmm. She have a bear That's insurance? A whistle. Policy? She's got a yeah. whistle. So uh, making loud noise is a good idea. Uh, she probably yeah. doesn't have pots and pans on her because she's jogging. Um, yeah, I'm glad
1: she has a whistle. That's cool.
0: You're always supposed to allow them some place ah! to run. but, You know, there's only two directions here. Um, I think I would be backing up as there, quickly there, there's, without, there's, there's, like, you're not I supposed said. to run because that could get the, you know, the yeah. hunting instinct going. Um, but yeah, mama bears, you're never supposed to get between them and their kids. And, the and if you had to, like, if you had to, you, they say drop to the ground and, uh, on your stomach and actually you're supposed to spread your legs apart, which is not really intuitive, but it's to, to have stabilization on the ground and then put your hands over your neck. If like that's the worst case scenario, right?
1: Right. You can't scare them, but you're off. not supposed to run, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, if 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 you're around the corner, maybe you can get away with it. Like if they don't see it and and put as much distance, but you don't want you don't want to make eye contact. You won't don't want like with any predator type animal. You don't want to be running from them, especially like yeah. cats, because then the, the instinct. Even Archie, like if you if you make eye contact and run, he he's like, oh, I, I, I have <laughs> prey, prey to kill. Yeah, <laughs> prey to kill. Well, I'm sorry, it's instinct. This um,
1: hiker with all of her roaring and her whistle blowing and her backing yeah. up she w- was ev- eventually able to get away from the bears she wasn't injured um yeah. but yeah that's pretty scary It was strange mama- I I, yeah. I cut
0: the end off and there was a guy coming down the path from the other direction and he said she said oh there's bears and he says yeah I saw them and he keeps going
1: What? I was like, <laughs> I was like that's <laughs> No
0: <laughs> it, it cuts off right at that s- moment it's kind of kind of strange um uh... Speaking of strange, this next story is kind of funny. A uh, a New South Wales man uh, in Australia attempted to keep birds away from his cat's food with a homemade owl sculpture, but he accidentally... These are magpie birds, right? Okay. And they're very intelligent. <laughs> they, a, he accidentally made a magpie god. So this guy said he learned that magpies can be deterred by owl sculptures, but... Uh, and he didn't want to spend a lot of money on one, so he made his own out of paper mache, right, and feathers. And now he says, I know it I know it doesn't really look like an owl, but a dead cat, rather, he wrote on this TikTok video. Um, he said the magpies initially seemed to fear the sculpture, but then eventually started to approach it and engage in what he deemed worship. I accidentally made a magpie a god. Are you ready to see this?
1: You have to show me. Yeah, yeah.
0: so this was on uh, TikTok. Here it goes. On- so it's kind of like outside the window here and the birds are approaching. And you got to hear this. Lock your fucking doors. So they kind of so like go like up to the altar.
1: Bowing and, uh, to the magpie god. They're bowing to Man. the
0: magpie uh, god. Yeah, so a Meritus professor in animal behavior at the University of New England said the magpies in the video aren't actually showing deference to the owl, but are actually making territorial calls to try to scare it away. Um, but it, it's it's funnier to think of them as worshipping a god. Uh, he says the magpie god's reign came to an end uh, when a storm dismantled the idol. He said that he has now grown a fondness for the magpies. When you observe their antics, you can't really help but find them cute. We even named one of the babies Ricky. Uh,
1: All right, let's... His, his Ricky. Name. Ricky baby. Let's take a look at this story. This is a massive lizard, and I don't know why you would want this in your house, but... It's a Tegu lizard, T-E-G-U, a Tegu. Look at that one. Yeah. Three and a half foot long. It's a Tegu lizard. It was found wandering the streets of a city in Texas. And then was reunited with his family. They didn't even realize that this lizard had escaped. This woman you see here is 31 year old Sylvia Cooper of Beaumont, Texas. She said her family's nearly four year old red tegu lizard named Silvio, you see him here. Oh, they're actually uh, from
0: Argentina. Has...
1: Silvio. Oh, Argentina. All right. Well, he's got a favorite hiding place. He likes to go into a closet where people can't reach him. So when he was missing, they just thought he's in the closet again. Later, they learn, no, Silvio's been walking around outside uh, near her home. And imagine people's the look on people's faces when they see this thing walking around. Somebody found it. Uh, it was being fostered by a reptile dealer nearby. Now Silvio is back home after his little... Tr- trick uh trek outside uh she and her four children cooper and her four children say they're grateful to passers-by who found him and the reptile expert who took care of him and now their beloved silvio has been returned He
0: kind of looks like a chubby cheeked like lizard little mini alligator hybrid that would definitely I freak me out if i saw that know on the street
1: if tegu lizards bite but i'm you looking at out, that you? thing thinking i'm not having that near my face like, she's holding it right near her face, and I'm certainly not having it in my house. And if it's missing, I'm not happy. No.
0: Yeah, they normally eat fruits, insects, frogs, small rodents, birds, eggs, carrion, uh, Kim Callister's mm. fingers.
1: Yeah. Oh. yeah, no thank but you. But they will
0: scavenge for leftover foods such as cheese and crackers. That's awfully oh, specific. thank you.
1: Yeah, we'll They'll pass. also eat
0: chips. Oh, Good to know. that's nice. Good to know. Fun facts yeah. here on the off. After- I'm sure party. that's I've... really
1: healthy for them. Chips and dip. Man.
0: Yeah. Okay, Back uh, to this the South next, Bay, here we come yeah, to the Bay Area. Yeah, back to the Area. South Bay. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite categories of stories, extraterrestrial life. Mountain, right. you know SETI, right?
1: Yeah, the search yeah. for extraterrestrials, right?
0: Intelligence Institute, yeah. So they oh. have received a 200 million grant um, to find evidence of alien life, which is the idea, right? So the nonprofit research group in Mountain View has long sought the presence of a more technically uh, advanced species And uh, now I have an ad to explore Georgia. I don't want to explore Georgia right now. We'll explore Georgia later. Um, The money allows the Institute to expand operations and widen its search among the cosmos. The grant comes from the estate of the late tech entrepreneur and co-founder of Qualcomm, Franco Antonio. You know Qualcomm. They make like uh, the modem chips inside your iPhone and other cell phones. Mm -hmm. Um, He worked for SETI or he worked with SETI for over 12 years. So that's pretty cool. Um, I also just like seeing these satellites. Also reminds me of like the X-Files. I don't know. Mm, I want to believe. This... I want to believe.
1: What was but that movie with? But I'm not
0: unreasonable, with... right? Some people are was crazy, it... like, with their beliefs, but
1: was it Joe? The movie with Jodie Foster, where she worked with Seti and oh, they yeah. y- they had these the pictures of the satellites and the pinging and the sounds Contact. and the that's right, the thump 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 thump, 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 thump thump. Yeah, yeah it's I, it I just think it's arrogant
0: of... to to totally blow it off and say like oh there's no, nothing yeah. out there you know you, you see you see all these photos coming back billions of galaxies it's like you know they got they got to be out there they probably don't look like us well, right? we, that's saw, okay.
1: we saw yesterday the swirl galaxy yeah. I, here's my question like i get that we want to know what's out there and we have this you know thirst for knowledge right. but the chances are good that what's out there isn't going to like us and is going to want to take our planet right i i or just maybe don't... we should
0: set this, maybe we shouldn't uh, be in such impression. a <laughs> maybe we should have a good first impression right maybe we should uh be courteous
1: right? maybe we shouldn't be in such a rush to find somebody else out invite to, them over the the for universe. thanksgiving no and uh <laughs> and hope they don't eat your face off hello <laughs> right? thank you for the 20 dollars super sticker happy thanksgiving to you and congratulations on all your success with your show in New York and your nomination for the Director's Award. We're so proud what of if you. What she has a show in New York? So good. I didn't hear uh, about Flo, this. It's a, Flo is a he, and yes, oh, he directed sorry, a show in New York. Absolutely. Yeah, wow. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool does Flo stuff. live in New York? Uh, no, actually. I do not huh? believe Flo does. Flo flew off and then came back a flying, and had surgery a flying and is, is recovering right now. So huge, oh, thank huge you, thanks to Flo. Yeah. Congratulations. So this a next a... story Look at Good that. Job. This next story involves a hair sticking out of a trunk. Now, it's right around the time of Halloween. So maybe you're thinking someone did this on purpose, but apparently it's pretty disconcerting. This happened in New Zealand. I'm talking this like a woman wig well it was a wig but nobody else knew that it was a wig Mm -hmm. this woman her name is sophie she's 26 years old and she lives in christchurch new zealand she said she didn't she didn't realize that the hair was hanging out of her trunk oh for about a week it was only hanging out for about a week i mean come on that (laughs) looks pretty like uh... how do you
0: how do you not see like every time you go to Grocery store. You go. You go to a parking lot. You get out of your car. You you have to walk around the back. At some maybe point. you're
1: just not worried about it, or you're just you know looking somewhere else. I don't know.
0: Maybe if you're the you type of person that you know allows the the mannequin hair or whatever the wig to like hang out the back, you're also not very attentive. Like you're not paying attention to details.
1: Mm, I guess probably not the safest
0: driver either. I'm 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 building a know, a dossier on her.
1: So it's hanging out of the trunk for a week. Imagine all the people that were like, um, hello. Finally, someone calls the police and says, there's a car with hair hanging out of the back trunk. And so the police come uh, and they say, That's how you know it's New Zealand, because the
0: police actually responded. Here they'd be like, yeah.
1: That's all? Did you see someone actually physically being attacked? Then (laughs) don't worry about it. Yeah. right.
0: They're probably just bearing evidence. It's okay.
1: Police apparently received multiple calls from concerned citizens worried about someone possibly trapped in the trunk but the hair turned out to belong to share and share is a mannequin Wait, Cher? head share oh, um, not, not our Cher. not the share but okay. a mannequin that, that she's been named share international
0: crime no it was Cher. No.
1: international superstar share in a trunk no it was a mannequin that she had named share that she used for hairdressing training and the hair must have gotten caught in the trunk opening, that it was there for about a week because that's what the last time she opened the back of the vehicle. Uh, police say, generally speaking, we can say we'd always rather have people call the police if they have any concerns about suspicious behavior or concerns for anyone's safety so that me- we can make inquiries. We'd rather it turn out to be nothing than notified of something that needed police, than not be notified of something that needed police attention. Yeah, that's not so, what they say
0: in San Francisco when you call. Yeah. When you call in San Francisco, they say, please hold. Please Which hold. every time they've uh, I've called nine one one and they said please hold I'm like what if I was like being murdered like do 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 please hold and the next representative will be with you
1: try not to a, die I, it's true I was reporting a deer walking on the freeway for in between Novato and Petaluma this must have been like a year and a half two years ago
0: hitchhiking. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, it was hitchhiking along the shoulder. It was close enough to traffic that it could have right. darted it's in. Dangerous. and yeah. uh, Dangerous. So yeah. I call 911 to alert 911 them that there's worthy. this yeah. issue. And I was on hold from Novato all the way to Mill Valley. I'm thinking Jesus it's Christ. a good thing I didn't have a, like a, you know, yeah. I wasn't bleeding out on the side of the road or something. Right.
0: They're like, do, 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 <sighs> do, 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 I'm telling do, you. Do. I'm hearing the girl it's from Beepinima like, as you're like... You know, as you're bleeding out,
1: come on. So, yeah, you hold your breath and cross your fingers when you call 911. Although, the share,
0: the share hair uh reminds me of the story, uh, just quickly in 30 seconds or less to Mm -hmm. quote a great man. Uh, I had a friend whose family uh, ran like kind of like a a hotel venue up on the north coast, like Mendocino, uh, Mm -hmm. like up there, and share was performing, and my friend's job was to drive her from SFO up there to to where she was going to perform at Mendocino. And the funny thing is, is that he's like, I don't know. Uh, What do I say? I got to be professional. don't want to bother share. He didn't even have to like make the choice of whether or not to say something to her because she took her hair. She's sitting in the passenger seat and she just pushed her, she pulled her hair and put it down over her face and just pretended like she was sleeping the entire time.
1: (gasps) Oh my goodness.
0: Didn't say a single word. And you know how long that drive
1: is that's can what i want to say four hours at something least something like that
0: three three and a half four something like that man is not crazy can you imagine and you're just like what, what,
1: do I say oh something? i guess we're not talking on this ride yeah, okay like, awkward that is weird
0: <laughs> yeah i thought that was strange I'm,
1: that's disappointing i thought she'd be a little more of a friendly person hmm. well
0: what you got to realize is like everyone has their moments maybe she'd been traveling for a long time tired. Yeah. i mean still that's kind of weird but not really surprising um. Mm. This is kind of cool. Out of China, we don't normally hear good news out of China. China has launched the world's fastest internet with 1.2 terabit per second links uh, years ahead of forecasts. So the network can send the equivalent of 100, get this, 150 films per second. Every wow. second, you could transmit 150 movies, three times faster than the nearest rival in the U.S. and two years earlier than industry forecasts. Um, three thousand. Say kilometers. that again.
1: Every second, you can transmit how many movies?
0: Uh, One hundred and fifty films,
1: like long regular movies, yeah. like an yeah. hour and a half, two hour movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: So they put down three thousand kilometers of optical fiber uh, linking Beijing uh, to Guang Guangzhou. Guangzhou, is that how you said? Uh, as a decade-long infrastructure plan nears com- uh, completion, so uh, Ch- China has beaten this global deadline launching the first. Or they're calling the next-generation internet service more than 10 times faster than existing major routes, two years ahead of the industry prediction. So this is the backbone. This isn't like what you're getting at the house. This is mm-hmm. like linking cities together. Um, but that's pretty cool. So hopefully that's we'll amazing. get that technology here in the U.S. someday.
1: Yeah. Well, if they give it to us, then we're going to have to debug it first, right? Make and sure fill that it there's with, no uh,
0: bat por- pornography.
1: I don't want to do that. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, this next story is about CRISPR. Do you know what CRISPR is?
0: Yeah, gene editing.
1: Yeah, it is, it's a technology that can be used to edit genes. And they think that this will actually change the world. It involves finding a very specific part of DNA inside of a cell and altering it with a protein. It's called a Cas9 protein. Those are found in bacteria to defend against viruses. A CRISPR can be used for other reasons as well. And so this is a story about the first use of CRISPR. We've known about the CRISPR technology, but there's been a lot of ethical questions about what it can do and some fear as well. Well, the United Kingdom became the first country to give regulatory approval to a medical procedure using CRISPR gene editing. The Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency approved a therapy. It's called Casgevy. It will be used to treat sickle cell disease and oh, beta therapy. Beta-thalassemia as well, also called B-thalassemia. Both diseases are painful. They're lifelong genetic conditions caused by errors in genes for a protein called hemoglobin. The red blood cells use hemoglobin to carry oxygen around the body. Sickle cell disease is particularly common among people with Caribbean or African ancestry. The abnormal hemoglobin makes the blood cells crescent-shaped and hard, and then right. the misshapen cells clump together together and they block the flow of oxygen to organs, and that can cause really, really extreme pain. The cells then die off. That leads to anemia. It's a painful disease. It's a horrible disease. Beta-thalassemia affects patients with Mediterranean, South Asian, Southeast Asian, and Middle Eastern backgrounds, Uh and it causes anemia since the body can't make as much hemoglobin as well. So both kind of similar in nature, right? Well, now there is a gene editing procedure trials have found it to restore healthy hemoglobin production in the majority of participants with sickle cell and transfusion dependent beta thalassemia relieving all symptoms of this disease they can cure it they can cure it if they do this and that is why it was approved after the infusion you have to stay in the hospital for a month. Um, but the treated cells start taking up residence in your bone marrow and make red blood cells that have a stable form of hemoglobin. Fifty-four patients were in the clinical trial of the thalassemia trial. Forty-two were in the trial long enough to determine that uh At least 39 didn't require a red blood cell transfusion for at least a year after treatment. The remaining three had a 70% reduction in the need for red cell transfusion. So they're calling it a huge step in the advancement of medical approaches to tackle genetic diseases that they didn't think that they would ever be able to cure, ever.
0: Yeah, very cool. I have a feeling that this is going to be the, as they test and go through and, you know, do studies on this, this is what's probably going to solve cancer. You know, being able to n- n- know where you can go in there and, and, you know, identify what's wrong and be able to just like, go in and snip it out.
1: Well, we have that story about the UC Davis Comprehensive Cancer Center yeah. coming up with a protein that can turn off and on right. uh, the thing that causes cancer to grow.
0: No. So So same basic concept, like, can you turn it off? Can you mm, cut it out? Can you get rid of it? Um, that's right. I, I feel like this is that this is what's going to happen and they'll figure out. The and problem is with this
1: now that you've approved one thing, I mean it has to be case by case basis. But when you look at what CRISPR can do and editing of genes, then you know, do, are you going to edit away humanity? Are you going to edit yeah. away what makes us? I have
0: some genes I'd like to edit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the fat ass gene, I'd like to edit that yeah. out. Can you we get the that rid of? That and one? Drive
0: well. If you oh, uh, if, yeah. if if you want to be successful, this next story is for you doesn't involve editing anything, but uh, successful people have more productive paranoia. That's what they're calling it. Productive paranoia than most. What? says Best-selling author Jim Wait. Collins, and he's successful because he's a best-selling author.
1: Is this um, guy supposed to be paranoid because he's looking at you over yes, his cube? Yeah, he's in his office, okay. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, can you imagine taking that stock photo? You're like, what are you going to use this for? No matter who <laughs> you are, you're going to face some kind of no. obstacles in your life. life. I'm
1: sorry. There's s- two... There's too much nose. Can you put your nose down a little further down? I only want to see eyes. Maybe a little nose. Could you? Okay. Sorry.
0: <laughs> so highly successful <laughs> people overcome obstacles like Kim interrupting you. Uh, no, it's okay. Just kidding. Um, by having prodigious amounts of productive paranoia, according to a uh, multi-time bestselling author. Um, I don't think you have to say that. Come on. Uh, And leadership expert Jim Collins, that means thinking about every possible outcome of every decision you make and taking the time to plan, this sounds like me, and taking the time uh, to prepare for any potential unexpected setbacks, both in your career and outside of work, or put simply, be paranoid about future events that could derail you. The question is not if bad things will happen, it's when. Um, So, and it's, 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 it's what you do before the storm comes that will determine how well you react or recover. Sometimes mm. productive paranoia takes the shape of over-preparing for a presentation so you can anticipate every possible question your audience might ask. You're not big on that, are you?
1: What <laughs> could go wrong? I am not. Over-preparing you know who, for a presentation. You know who is, though? My husband. He yeah. has this old saying from the Marines, uh, two is one, one is none, right? Wow. So you always overprepare. You always have two of everything. If you need a flashlight in the car, nope, you need two flashlights in the car. Does he tease you, you for being a- opposites? Oh, exactly. He's like, probably the he's the reason I've survived. Like, we in this need a world. flashlight. Let's go yeah. to Target. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, I have 50 right here and they all have fresh batteries. Yeah,
0: uh, they're saying here you might study up on workplace skills that you don't need in your current job, but might give you leg up when seeking a raise or promotion. An adeptness with artificial intelligence platforms could come in handy down the road, for example. Yeah, no, who's going to do that? You're gonna learn about AI just in case you might use it down the road. Eighty-seven isn't that what the AI is for to do the job for us? Eighty-seven percent of uh, U.S. CEOs and C-suite executives say that they'd like to hire employees with AI skills. I think the CEOs need to watch out because they could easily be replaced by AI. <laughs> Don't you think?
1: I think so. I think everybody needs to watch out.
0: Yeah. I, well, I mean, it's cost-effective. Just put a computer in that in that office, you know, upstairs. Yeah. Um And probably get the same result. <laughs> i would say and probably get better decision making
1: maybe that's the reason you're so successful is because you're you always over prepare and have a plan i
0: wouldn't call myself successful
1: well no, that's <laughs> i would
0: that i would. live in an apartment in san francisco um constantly thinking about potential futures both good and bad is the type of productive paranoia that all professionals and a radio professionals shouldn't be popping their peas um mm-hmm. it's a it's a message this author stands by, even if people think it's a little crazy. Last time I was here, people thought I had some some sort of me ma- I was some sort of maniac because I said to everybody, it's sunny today, but the storm is coming. I don't know what it is, but it will be a surprise. But it's best to be a paranoid freak because something bad is certain to happen. Yeah, I don't know if I could live like that. I don't know,
1: so my husband has this job that it's its whole point is to catastrophize situations. His job is, what could go wrong with the code right what could people do to break it what could happen that could make this go sideways so he's always looking for the worst like what could be the thing that derails everything
0: wah, yeah. wah, wah. I know. it's he's a different a way of Debbie thinking Downer planner
1: it's totally true and whereas i just go merrily skipping through life like woohoo everything's great yeah um look at this picture. There it is. <laughs> that picture right there. What is it? It looks kind of like ice apples, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, an ice ornament.
1: They're called ghost apples. This is really cool. This is a very unusual phenomenon where freezing rain coats rotting apples on a tree right before they fall and when the apple turns mushy and yucko it eventually slips out and it leaves the icy shell still oh, hanging on the tree cool. they're called ghost apples look wow. at that yeah That's thought that cool. was cool
0: nice nice yep very nice is that very
1: it? wintry Wintery little apple. That's it. I just want to show you the picture. I thought it was a cool picture out there. There you go.
0: Well, on that note, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we can talk about other stuff.
1: We'll talk about uh, traditional relationships being over. We were supposed to talk about it yesterday, and then we forgot. But we'll tell you why the traditional relationship may be or may have already been on the way out. Uh, We'll also look at a gold heist and this New Hampshire man that did something really cool for his small town that and a lot more when we come back on the after party live
0: the after party live is underwritten by our audience and without you this show wouldn't be possible if you can contribute 10 15 or 20 dollars a month it would keep this party a rockin'. the paypal link can be found in the about section of the youtube channel or at the bottom of the show description any dollar amount is appreciated and it all adds up on behalf of kim and myself Thank you for your consideration.
1: Aloha, bitches. It's the after party live. Huge, big thank you to our ongoing contributor, Joe F. Joe F, we love you and you're amazing. You, Flo, oops, I'm sorry. Flo with a $20 super sticker. Thanksgiving. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to the after party. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Flo. Thank you for being part of this big experience. And Doug with a $10 super sticker. Thank you so much. You're awesome. We so appreciate you guys. Wes, for a $5 super sticker, happy Thanksgiving to you too and to everyone in the chat. We're so grateful, you guys. Really. Thanks, y'all. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the super stickers and for help keeping the show afloat. We need all the help we can get. Trust me. And that's, all right. Yeah, that's, that's Let us discuss relationships because oh, apparently, no. yeah, maybe the love that we think that we're supposed to have and we're supposed to do all these things by a certain age a lot of people are saying forget that
0: yeah new dating phenomenon proves traditional relationships are are over tinder found that 75 percent of gen z feel they are challenging dating and relationship customs that were passed down to them right we're Mm -hmm. doing it wrong Uh, meet a man get married have a family is that was that your timeline
1: uh well it was mine but i don't I don't feel I was ever pressured to do it. I think I put pressure on myself, maybe, to do it. Like I had Mm -hmm. a life plan. But there are some people that, you know, they're really pressured by their parents and their family. You didn't just show up. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? No. Imagine your wedding. You're like, okay, guys,
0: uh, wedding's tomorrow. Uh, What do you want to do?
1: You're the worst.
0: (laughs) I'm just the most (laughs) honest. Uh, That's the timeline that women have historically been sold as the most successful pathway to a happy life. It's funny because it's plausible. Mm -hmm. Uh, But despite that messaging being shoved down our throats at every conceivable opportunity, women have had enough. That's right. New data has revealed women are sick of the constant pressure to follow traditional relationship timelines, with one in three now stating that they no longer are focused on achieving societal milestones. The findings uncovered in the 2024 Annual dating report from Bumble, that, that's where you go, right? For this Who knew they had
1: that? Yeah, uh,
0: Shows that women are pushing back and are instead prioritizing finding the right partner instead of rushing to hit outdated goals. Women are increasingly looking around and wondering why they feel the need to follow an outdated rulebook when it comes to their dating journeys and relationship milestones, according to the communications director at, um, at uh, Bumble. In fact, 31% <laughs> of women say they are no longer focused on adhering to traditional relationship timelines. So timelines are out. And choosing your own path is in, Kim.
1: That's well, what it's all about. A lot of women are told, you know, you've got to be married by 28. You have to have your first kid by 30. Or whatever the timeline you're, you know, someone has told you. And yeah. I think women buy into this. And now if you think you want to be a mom you can freeze your eggs if you think you don't want to be a mom then you have the freedom not to worry about it right if you have more of a freedom to love who you want to love or to be in a relationship straight gay whatever you have to
0: freeze them before they're born right
1: (laughs) that would be that would be a really good thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's the hope john Daly. that's the hope (laughs) you don't want to freeze them after but now Uh. i mean people have been in these long-term relationships without feeling the need to get married and that's fine. And so, you know, the the people that have done this are have been successful at it and happy and whatever. And so, you know, a whole new generation is seeing this and saying, well, why are you putting this pressure on yeah. me? I don't accept it. I'm done. Yeah.
0: Interestingly, one in four men have revealed that they've actively changed their behavior when dating, becoming more vulnerable and open with people they're romantically pursuing than ever before. Oh. For a quarter of men, the newfound openness has had a positive effect on their mental health. And for one in three, a lack of vulnerability is now a dating deal breaker. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, when do you expect people to be vulnerable? Not right at the beginning. I mean, that takes no, a while. While, while you're Trust dating. Trust builds up. Yeah, I guess. Maybe three
0: three dates. Isn't that no. how long no. you usually wait?
1: No. Vulner- <laughs> letting your vulnerabilities out. I, I'm you joking. Know, that, like, was a, that was a sex Yeah. Time yeah Yeah. oh no (laughs) no john daly huge thank you to angel in the bay area for a ten dollar super sticker and i love that picture of you you're so adorable thank you and happy thanksgiving to you luis for ten dollars i am thankful for the after party may it It always always be live live. yes like life gets in the
0: way you know kim (laughs) has kids that she didn't she did not freeze so they're active then all
1: bets are off Yeah, yeah no Louise, thank you, and happy Thanksgiving to you. I hope we're always live as well. And Janet, wow, $50. Whoa, Janet. Happy Thanksgiving to my favorite party, the After Party Live. Janet. I love a kitty. So nice, and so lucky that I got to meet you this year. I'm so grateful oh, yeah. for your contribution. And, and really, really She was cool.
0: up in Petaluma, up in right?
1: She was in my neck of the woods, yeah. I got to hang out with her. It was only like three minutes in a parking lot, but it was enough time for a hug and a, and a hello, so that was pretty yeah. cool stuff. Usually three minutes Janet... in a
0: parking lot in Petaluma is a completely different story.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never mind. Moving Janet, on. Janet,
1: thank you, thank you, thank you to Janet, to Luis, to Angel in the Bay Area, to Flo, to Wes, to Doug, and everyone who contributes to the show. Thank um, you. Okay. let us talk about this lawsuit over a gold heist this is still Uh going on you may remember of this 24 million uh i don't know if it C. it's not dollars it might not be dollars 17 million dollars so 24 million canadian dollars 17 million us dollars worth of gold bars and cash Well, it makes a difference, right? Uh, This happened in April of 2023. 24 gold bars and nearly uh, $2 million in cash, U.S. dollars in cash, were stolen from an airport cargo warehouse at the Pearson International Airport. What happened is somebody came in and they used a fake waybill to claim this cargo. The American cash handling company Brinks alleged in a legal filing that Air Canada's lax security allowed a thief to make off with all of this valuable cargo 42 minutes after arriving at an airport warehouse. Now we find out Air Canada is countering, saying Brinks shipped the gold and the cash from Zurich to Toronto without declaring its value failing yeah, to add any try. insurance, declining to pay any extra for added security. Brinks Switzerland Limited, they say, did not request or pay air, to Air Canada for any insurance with respect to the cargo carried under this way bill, nor to Air Canada's knowledge did Brinks Switzerland get any type of insurance at all. Uh, they elected for their own reason not to declare a value for their carriage and not to insure these shipments and instead paid the standard rate for Air Canada's services. The Brinks lawsuit says the thieves easily stole the gold by simply using a falsified waybill because Air Canada's security measures at its cargo handling well, facility who, who knew are about insufficient.
0: The who knew about the who shipment? It sounds did? like ins- it would have to be an inside job, right?
1: Well if you're not gonna randomly go up to the airport and
0: say like I'm looking for my twenty four million dollars worth of gold. You wonder. Somebody. Air
1: Canada says uh, that its financial liability is capped. They say the damage claims are excessive and too remote for a loss, which was not caused by their company. Maybe it was somebody
0: at Brinks because they knew that it wasn't insured and whatnot.
1: Well, this legal dispute remains unresolved as Brinks and Air Canada duke it out. Meanwhile, somebody made made off with all the gold bars and the the millions.
0: Did you say Mm. made off?
1: I didn't say that. <laughs>
0: mm. Shipping clerk Calvin says, "Yeah, mm. hey, yeah." And Grace says, "Inside job." And John Watson from, says, "Blame, blame Canada."
1: Blame Canada from thieves to the good people in the world, right?
0: Yeah, this is a pretty cool story. This New Hampshire man had no car, no furniture, but died with a big secret. What do you think his big secret was? Money, honey. Money. He left his town millions of dollars. Uh, Jeffrey Holt was an unassuming uh, caretaker of a mobile home park in Hinsdale, New Hampshire, where he lived a simple but curious life. Residents would see Holt around town in threadbare clothes, riding his lawnmower, and headed to the convenience store, parking along the main road, reading a newspaper, or watching cars pass. He did odd jobs for others, rarely left town. Despite having taught driver's ed to high high schoolers, uh, Holt had given up his own car, opted for a bicycle, and finally (laughs) riding around on the mower, his mobile home park... Uh, his mobile home was, um, let's see here, uh, was empty, mostly empty of furniture, no TV, no computer either. The legs of his bed went uh, through the floor. Wow, could have spent some of this money. He seemed to have what he wanted, but he didn't really want much, said Edwin Smokey Smith. Um, I want to live in a town where everyone has like a, like a nickname. Smokey Smith, Holt's best friend and former employer, but Holt died earlier this year with a secret. He was a multimillionaire, and what's more, he gave it all to his community of 4,200 people. His will had a brief, brief instructions, $3.8 million to the town of Hinsdale to benefit the community in areas of education, health, recreation, and culture. Wow. That's um, cool. Quote, I don't think anyone had any idea that he was that successful, said Steve Diario, chairperson of the town select board who occasionally waved at him from his car. I know he didn't have a whole lot of family, but nonetheless, to, to leave it all to the town where he lived in, it's a tremendous gift. This money could go far in this Connecticut River town sandwiched between Vermont and Massachusetts with abundant hiking and fishing opportunities and small businesses. Um, Pretty cool.
1: I was reading about this guy and it turns out that he had dyslexia and his parents were highly educated. And so... His dad was always saying, "You need to save. You need to, mm. um, you know, make money. You need to be frugal." And so his sister was saying, "Maybe that's why he ha- kept saving and never spent, because it was the only way that he thought he could live up to what his parents had asked of him." Turns out he was incredibly intelligent. He was rather John Daly-ish. I'll say he worked at a uh, manufacturing plant that made um, a radio station. No he worked he worked at a, a mill. Uh, he worked at a mill, basically doing you know manu- a lot of manual work. Yeah. And on his breaks, they would see him outside reading. And what he was doing was investing. So he he lived very frugally and he managed to figure out how to invest very wisely and make these millions of dollars. So, you know, from a a family that may have thought he wasn't intelligent because it was not easy for him to read, he sure figured out how to invest and how to make money. And then at the end of his life did something so lovely with it. So Yeah,
0: he was probably listening to Bob Brinker.
1: It's possible. On the the radio.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah. they, they say that they, um, they proposed upgrading the town hall clock, restoring buildings, maybe buying a new ballot counting machine in honor of Holt, um, who always made sure that he voted. Another possibility is setting up an online driver's education course. Uh, organizations Aww. would be able to apply for grants via trust set up. Uh, very cool. Very yeah. Cool. Very cool.
1: I love it. And I also love that this story is getting national attention because I feel like we ignore the good to, we ignore the good stories too much. We don't right? ignore We're, the good stories. Never, never. We're but a block. People click on stuff that is like, what? That's shocking, right? And yeah. they don't necessarily click on the oh, man leaves a lot of money to a town isn't as clickable. So Meanwhile, I'm just glad to see him All getting the other his outlets love.
0: are covering uh Taylor Swift.
1: Well, let's talk about it then because <laughs> You know, this fan died at her concert oh, because it was right, so hot. Yeah. We don't know what the, what the cause of death was, but it was incredibly sweltering, like 102 degrees. And then with humidity, they said it made it feel like it was 140. So this woman dies, and she had flown to attend the concert, and her family doesn't have a lot of money. And so they were afraid they weren't going to get the body back. All the Taylor mm. Swift fans in this area, not all, but many of them, united to help pay for this body of this woman to be returned to his family, to her family, because the venue, which apparently had instituted security and the, you know, don't let people bring in water bottles policy, failed to help. So the That's fans. That's really lame. Right. I don't know why Taylor Swift hasn't helped. Like you're making uh, I mean, millions I, of
0: dollars off of this concert and something. <laughs> Wouldn't that be covered by yeah. insurance anyway?
1: Come on. I would think so. And I'm betting that she will help. She's so generous ooh, and lovely. Ooh, yes. She'll do something. Um, but this uh, this is a, a story of, of all the fans banding together. To raise all this money, the family is thanking them for their contributions. She said yesterday they started a crowdfunding asking for help, and they reached the goal after 24 hours. They got an amount that will allow them to do everything they wanted, which is bring the woman back to her hometown and bury her. She said, uh, God bless all of you, is what she said. Um She said, today I realized how loved my daughter was. Her friends stayed here with me yesterday, telling me their stories and my daughter's stories. And it was joy surrounding my daughter from my heart. Thank you all. These are people that don't have very much. So for them to get the help, that's really nice. And I hope Taylor Swift does come forward and do something for that family. Yeah, Not that it's her fault but the you know it was a taylor swift fan the the girl flew on an airplane for the very first time to go see her so yeah i think it, it, would, it would be, be a nice gesture to take some responsibility mm-hmm. financially yeah.
0: since she's obviously able to do that you know who else yeah. is able to uh, handle things financially these guys yeah the rolling right. stones are hitting the road next year on a tour sponsored by
1: AARP
0: it's finally <laughs> happened
1: it's the old people show <laughs>
0: After 60 years of Rolling Stones... the
1: song Start Me Up has a whole yeah. new meaning. <laughs> yeah,
0: restart me up. The Rolling yeah. Stones are still going strong and gearing up for another concert tour. The legendary rock band featuring Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and Ronnie Wood will embark on the Hackney Diamonds tour in support of their recent album of the same name. A press release shared with CNN on Tuesday announced the North American tour will include stops both in the U.S. and Canada, with their first concert slated for April 28th next year in Houston, and a final show scheduled for July 17th in Santa Clara. Um that's right they're also they're appearing here um in the in the, the bay area and Los Angeles. So we have this other story here they they uh they announced let's see they have here uh, do they have a list of the dates? I don't know if they have the actual dates in here but they um will be coming to the bay area um but uh yeah we'll have to look for dates later. And the Los tour is Angeles being Los spon- Angeles too. Yeah, yeah Los Angeles. The tour is being sponsored by AARP Hackney Diamonds is the stone's 26th. American Studio album released um, in October. It's their first since 2016's Blue and Lonesome. The band, famous for its uh, hits such as Satisfaction, Start Me Up, or Restart Me Up, first toured in the United States almost 60 years ago in June oh. 1964. Can you imagine doing like, the same kind of work and just still working all that time?
1: Yeah. And about... they don't have to, right? I mean, they're loaded. Yeah.
0: They don't have well, to do this. At this point, it's not about money, right? It's about having fun and ego, too. Um, Seattle, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Vancouver, Los Angeles will be part of the tour and tickets go on presale Wednesday, November 29th next week
1: I will say that I guess they've decided to conclude the tour at Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara July 17th of 2024 Uh, they'll be at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles July 10th so we're the two last stops here in California that's kind of cool yeah Interesting. Uh let us talk about the Golden Globes. Did anybody care that the Golden Globes weren't on anymore? I kind of did without it and didn't really look back, but after 42 years, the Golden Globes are returning to CBS. The network had yanked them over a uh, Piazzadora, is it Piazzadora or Piazzadora? Pia. It's Pia. Pia Pia Piazzadora scandal. I guess she made this movie called Butterfly back in 1982 yeah yeah nobody liked it was it. it was a crap it was, no bueno. it, was, it was a crap movie nobody wanted to see it nobody liked but it was financed by her husband who was a mogul and he was a, a real estate tycoon he financed this film which is called trashy the hollywood foreign press association was flown to las vegas by her husband to see and screen the movie Uh, and that was enough. She won the new star of the year over other stars that a lot of people thought were more qualified, like Elizabeth McGovern, Kathleen Turner, who was in Body Heat, but Pia Zadora won the new star of the year award. Uh, And I guess they had already had a bit of an iffy relationship going on over voting practices. CBS wasn't so happy with them. So they had a six-year banishment from that network. Stop the steal. Then in 1988, Dick Clark Productions took over and the show was on TBS. Eventually it moved to NBC, but the run ended last year because... Uh, of a scandal that involved racism, right? There were like, there was no uh, nominees that were of color. And so it was kind of canned. It was scandal. It was lack of diversity, lack of financial transparency. All of this led to it just being killed. Well, now January 7th, it's coming back to CBS after all this trouble, is anybody going to watch the Golden Globes? Does anybody care anymore? I don't know.
0: Maybe if it's on.
1: It's just on. Watch it yeah, if it's on, it's on. just because it's yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'm not uh, that excited. I don't really care. Uh, I'm disgusted by this next story. I You're can't welcome. even believe somebody would do this to themselves.
0: Quest Gilliford is here to open your eyes to a new form of tattoo. The TikToker, who has close to a million followers on the social media platform, is now inked head to toe, including. His eyeballs. That's right. What was once the whites of his eyes are now colored in black ink thanks to Cobra Luna, a a tattoo artist who has been dubbed the inventor of the eyeball tattoo. Can you imagine being known for that? It took me six years to think if I actually wanted to get it or not. Quest shared a video earlier this month explaining that he wore blackout contacts for 30 days before making the big decision. I loved it. And then it took uh, six more years because it was very expensive. Just how expensive? It cost $5,000 $5,000 per eye, which came out oh, to a whopping total 10000 which makes sense since he has two God. eyes. And the job was finished in 2021. During the procedure, Quest had to hold his own eyelids open while the tattoo artist injected four shots of pigment into his eyeballs. Uh, after he would do each shot, he would barely touch it to rub it around. Um, uh, now it's permanent. Um, bad life decisions, just overall, all around here. Um, I
1: mean, number one, I mean, just in general, like you look creepy and scary yeah. and if i saw you i would be like oh and you know yeah. what he could be the nicest person in the world but he just looks frightening and also not only that what does that do to your eyesight like is he concerned about the long-term health of his eyes well this that is can't just the be white, good for it's you. the
0: whites the whites of the eyes so
1: which is where all the blood vessels are right
0: well they're still there they're just
1: they're just bathed black. in black
0: ink Um, Gross. so he's continued to add to his body art collection he recently explained i'm nowhere near done with this tattoo transformation um as he shows us his nip i don't know that he has to show us that um yeah so i see a lot of people opinions comments saying there's no more room he continued in the caption uh and then showed a tattoo artist inking the skin right below his eye but i promise you there is overall he estimates that he spent seventy thousand dollars over the course, course of 13 years on tattoos. Um, he, he knew that it would furrow some brows, but he has no regrets. In fact, his eyeball tats are not reversible. Even if he did, Ugh, It is. Ugh.
1: Gross. you know, he's not the only one other people do this. Check out. This is what it looks like up close. No. Can you imagine? It's yeah, just you look it,
0: like a lizard person.
1: You really do.
0: I guess he could be I cast mean, in a movie now. It's like creepy. Tattoo guy.
1: I think blue is better than the than the black that just makes your whole eye look black. That's racist. I don't. Well, no, <laughs> I'm just saying, like at least you can see some semblance of iris, right? I don't mm. know.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's any better. Gross. Um, we have another TikTok video. What's this one about, Kim? It's a little less gross, but still disturbing.
1: This, this is. You know, you you. There's a certain amount of trust when you put your luggage through the baggage area when you check your bag right yeah. but when you check something that's really important like oh i don't know a wheelchair or one mm-hmm. of those lark scooters or one of those scooters that you you know you have to kneel on as you wheel around your broken right. leg something that would make it so that your life is better that you can be mobile and get around you would think that there would be some type of care and gentleness taken That is not the case at American Airlines, where apparently this video of airline employees crashing wheelchairs down ramps has gone viral. When they have to push the wheelchairs down the ramps, they just let it go, and it crashes at the very end. Check out the video. It speaks for itself. Technical. There, <laughs> that's, the, that's the cow pie. <laughs> that, that's the That's the magpies. Yeah.
0: Here we go. Wow, it just slid all the way down. It looks like there's some guard there at the bottom that should have been at the top to kind of let it down slowly. Um, but obviously they just they just let it go down like a like a
1: slide. They let it go down like a slide, and then it crashes and bangs in the very end. And gee, guess what? In 2022. U.S. Airlines damaged or destroyed more than eleven thousand wheelchairs, scooters, and other mobility aids. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, good. Because sometimes when we have video, it's yeah. on mute. Um, in January alone this year, eight hundred and seventy-one wheelchairs and scooters were damaged because of this type of thing. American Airlines now facing backlash from disabled people after this particular video went viral over the weekend. It is, uh, was posted to TikTok, shows this wheelchair shooting down the ramp from the jet bridge, smashing into a metal barrier, somersaulting onto the tarmac. Then a worker just picks it up and puts it in a pile like nothing ever happened. The person who recorded and posted the video claimed in the caption the employees had done the same to the previous, Previous two wheelchairs loaded off that plane, and then they laughed about it. Yeah, he I said was gonna after say I... the
0: reality is this happens every day, everywhere. These employees said just take I... care.
1: After I saw them do this and laugh with the first two wheelchairs, I had to get it on film. He said, this is not what I would call handling with care for someone's mobility device. American Airlines coming out, describing the video as deeply concerning. They say the airlines will continue to work hard to improve our handling of assistive devices across the network. How about they fired? (laughs) How <laughs> about that? We re- we recognize how important it is to support the independence of customers with disabilities by ensuring proper care of mobility devices throughout their journey with us. This Cut, visual is paste. deeply concerning, Cut, and we are gathering paste. more details so we can address this with our You team. don't need more
0: details. It's right there on film. And the only reason why they're in trouble is because it got caught and somebody had a video of it. You know this happens every day. I used to work at UPS. Every Guess what? Your packages single... are being thrown. As we're speaking, packages are being thrown in the back of trucks over and over and over again that's why if you don't pack with like foam or peanuts mm-hmm. y- you know you're making a mistake uh this pack happens with what what
1: did this. you say you want to pack with what
0: packing peanuts peanuts peanuts
1: <laughs> or pe- peanuts
0: packing peanuts, <laughs>
1: peanuts. <laughs> peanuts. <laughs> penis packing penis um speaking of which yes. uh, now we go to our next story the which packing is about... penis is great well i wanted okay that's oh, okay you want to keep going well i just want to tell you how many wheelchairs are damaged
0: um, all right, hella, hella wheelchairs.
1: Hella wheelchairs. Eight hundred seventy-one wheelchairs or scooters mishandled by U.S. airlines in January alone. See, that's what Data I told you. Shows it's happening every day. More than seven thousand wheelchairs and other devices damaged or destroyed by U.S. airlines in 2021. More than eleven thousand in 2022. And these are expensive things. They can cost a lot of money to replace. All right, that's all I wanted to say. is yeah, thing? So the don't forget your thing? packing
0: peanuts. Um <laughs> uh, cross-dressing <laughs> here's a transition. Cross-dressing Roman Emperor was transgender. Hedfordshire Museum declares Egla Alagabalis. Eh, Alagabalas, is that how you say a, it? What
1: a whatdy? How the, do they the know
0: name, the the Roman Empire? Uh the savage teenage hedonist who once set leopards and snakes on dinner guests f- as a prank must be referred to as she. Um, a Roman emperor has been branded transgender by a British museum, provoking uproar huh. among historians. Uh, the North Hedfordshire Museum has decided to refer to the 3rd century AD ruler as a, a "Lagabalus" as she to be sensitive to, uh, it says his pronoun, <laughs> to be sensitive <laughs> to his pronoun preferences. Uh, no you just, way. You How just do they know?
1: They don't know that.
0: Well, they're saying that uh, there was a quote here. If you let me get to it, the decision is based on the account of the Roman chronicler Cassius Dio, who claims that Alagaballus was termed <laughs> wife, mistress, and queen, and once told a lover, Call me not lord, for I am a lady, and asked oh. for female genitalia to be pa- fashioned for him. Or her. Ooh. This this entire article, it's like misgendering. (laughs) Misgendering. But Dio (laughs) served the Emperor Severus Alexander, who took the throne following the murder of Ella And historians uh, believe the accounts were simply a character assassination. So we don't really know if it was true. Um, This professor here told the Telegraph, the Romans didn't have our idea of trans as a category, but they they used accusations of sexual behavior as a woman, right? Does that sound uh, familiar? As one of the Mm -hmm. worst insults against men. Oh, whatever. What could possibly be worse than female behavior? Um, She uh, most definitely preferred the she pronoun. And uh, as such, this is something we reflect when discussing her in contemporary times. The boy Emperor uh, Elagalbales, I'll get it someday, had a monstrous, (laughs) I got monstrous down this time, monstrous reputation as a ruler and has drawn comparisons from scholars with better known tyrants such as Caligula and Nero when it came to his wickedness and vice. At one well, that's feast, that's not
1: very feminine.
0: Yeah, at one feast, he had several of his guests lashed to a water wheel, which turned slowly and drowned them as their horrified fellow diners looked on. In another extraordinarily sadistic prank, he released dozens of leopards and lions among his guests once they had finished eating. Uh, he let... Uh, they're saying he again. Uh, he let poisonous snakes mm-hmm. loose among the crowd at gladiatorial games, causing widespread death and injury. And in another example of his brutality or her brutality he, she threw gold and silver from a high tower and watched as a mob of citizens fought to grab them and many crushing each other as they died.
1: She sounds like a real piece of work.
0: Yeah, he or she.
1: Yeah. Regardless. I can see why maybe she didn't survive so long.
0: Yeah. So if you're in uh, North Hedfordshire, uh, there's the museum and a Hitchens Town Hall. You go, go check, check out Elagab-
1: Elagabalus and the, yeah. what happened there. I almost yeah. thought that was a
0: Christmas tree, but it looks like those are just flowers.
1: Yeah, it's pretty.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, well, that, there all you go. Right.
1: Is that it? Um, Well, yeah. Do you want to do one more or do you want to? Is that it for oh, the let's day? Let's go
0: rogue. Let's do one more.
1: Let's do one more. We're to talk about this. This is a good way to end it, actually, with this 80 year old Bay Area <laughs> man who, who broke a record <laughs> with a 100 mile race. What? It's his 29th race so far. This man, his name is Wally Hesseltine. He's 80 years old, he lives in Lafayette. He crossed the finish line of the Tunnel Hill 100 in Vienna, Illinois, in a mind-blowing, they say, 26 hours, 22 minutes, and 26 seconds. He, again, is 80, the oldest runner to finish. He came in 128th place out of the 179 runners who completed the 100 miles. But his time blew away the previous U.S. record for runners 80 or over. Uh, That was held by a man who was from Kansas in March of 2022. And he said, yep, it was the record I had my eyes heavily on. To break that record by two hours and 40 minutes was a really, really great feeling. Unconfirmed so far, but Mr. Mr. Hesseltine may have also broken a world record for his age. So... He said once he put the plans in motion to go on this race, his goal was way beyond just finishing the 100 miles. He said, I did set out my training to break records at Tunnel Hill. I've done it twice. In seven, At the age of 78, he finished the race with an even better time, breaking a record for his age then. He competed, completed the 100 miles in 26 hours, 11 minutes and 45 seconds. He says he's been a runner for more than half of his life. He's completed at least one race ranging from three to a 100 miles every month for the last 42 years. Let's say that again. He has completed a race, at least one race, ranging from three miles to a 100 miles every month for the last 42 years. Wow. Wow. I mean that's just dedication it's a remarkable streak with with each race keeping him motivated to do the next he says i am very proud of that the once a month thing kind of owns me so i don't want to stop it i want to keep it going mm-hmm. very cool also yeah. very cool
0: pinky is pointing out the red cross is giving away elf socks with a donation so please go give blood that would oh be that's cool.
1: cool get your little elf sock and go get it going awesome yeah very cool
0: Well, I think that's it for today. I think uh, that is
1: it. And thank you. Thank you, everyone, for all the contributions, for all the super stickers, to ongoing contributor, Joe F. We're so grateful to all the super stickers. Janet, happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. Also, Luis, you're awesome. Thank you. Angel in the Bay Area, thank you. Flo, yay. Thank you so much. Doug, oh my goodness, you're amazing. Wes, thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving in Florida. Whatever you're doing, whether it's family, whether you're keeping it small, whether you're just solo and and hanging out by yourself, just know that we're grateful for you being part of the After Party Live, and we hope you have a great holiday. And try to keep it light
0: this year. No politics at the table. Keep it like the After Party Live. Happy Thanksgiving. See you on Friday. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.